One of the interesting uh, uh, times of the year in the NFL is the June 1st date. We're going to talk today about post-June 1st cuts, what they mean, why they have still some significance, and some potential roster cuts that still could take place, as well as some potential trade candidates. That's up on tap on today's edition of the Landry Football Podcast on the Landry Football Podcast Network. A reminder again to subscribe, like, and share wherever you get your podcasts. Actually, we we encourage you, Apple or Spotify is the best place for free. Sign up, Landry Football Podcast Network. That way you don't miss any of our football content. College, NFL, we got it covered for you on the Landry Football Podcast Network. We also have even more details covered for you at LandryFootball.com. You can get all the latest information, inside information, analysis, as we like to say, if it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes on the college and NFL level, you can find it at LandryFootball.com. Um, on the, whether it's recruiting, transfer portal, free agency, the draft, you name it, we got it. Everything in between, inside information, coaching searches on both. Crossovers. LandryFootball.com is where you want to go. How do you get involved? Very simple. Go there. You'll see on a membership on the left side. You can click on it, and you'll see that there's a scouting season offer, which is the best deal that we have. It's a 12-month deal. It will take you all the way through the remainder of this offseason, preparing for the football season, and then all the way through the season all the way through next offseason to next year at this time. That's the best deal we've got going. If you want to try it out for a month or six months, you can do that as well. Um, it's less than $10 a month. Uh, it's cheaper than that if you you try it out for six months. It's cheaper than that even if it's uh, 12 months. Um, the best deal we've got going is that scouting season offer. So take advantage of it today. Uh, again, um, it's like having your own scouting department coaching department for less than a magazine subscription. So there you go. We'll see you there. So if you take a um, look at one of the more important dates on the NFL calendar is come and go. Uh, and that is with transactions treated differently on the salary cap before and after June 1st each offseason, several teams will try to add cap space as post first June cuts are officially processed. Um, it's kind of like spreading your payment out and paying over time on a credit card is basically the best way to look at it. Um, others will make new cuts in trades because of different reasons. The reason fairly simple. Teams can take on less dead cap money in the current year if they cut or trade a player after June 1st. While the end result from a financial perspective will be the same over a two-year period, Extra upfront cap relief can provide flexibility, enable a team to spend more now. Lower teams that added, you know, significant cap space once the process um, was uh, was moved. Look, it's kind of like getting more of a more credit limit on your credit card. Uh, let's take a look at, for example, um, the Dolphins added thirteen point million dollars of cap space. Then they added Byron Jones, the corner. The Browns added $10.9 million of cap space and then added safety John Johnson and uh, Jadavian Clowney got a deal done with him. Um, the Cowboys, $10.9 million um, for Zeke Elliott. 
Washington, 8.37 million for center Chase Royer. Um, Cardinals added 4.2 uh, million, added J.J. White and Rodsey Hudson last year. Denver Broncos added Brandon McManus after adding 3.7 million. So, uh, in to illustrate the difference between a pre, uh, pre-June 1st and post-June 1st move, let's say a player has two years remaining on a contract with $5 million in bonus proration each year. If a player is cut or traded prior to June 1st, both the $5 million proration amounts would hit the salary cap in 2023 for a dead cap hit of $10 million. Okay. After June 1st, there would be $5 million in dead cap in 23 and $5 million in dead cap in 24. So it allows you to spread out that um, cap hit over two years. Who are the candidates as we're in post June 1st for trades? Trade is another way to create cap room. Sometimes you out and out release a guy. But if you can, you can try to trade him, particularly, obviously, you're trading that contract. Who are candidates for that? We've talked about this before. Let's give you an update. Dalvin Cook. A trade now would free up $11 million for the Vikings as opposed to $7.9 million prior to June 1st. So it's significant. It's another player. And a release would free up $9 million as opposed to $5.9 million. The $3.1 million difference is not insignificant as – you know, the Vikings gets younger in its roster in the offseason. The Dolphins have been long rumored to be a potential landing spot for Dalvin Cook, with Cook growing up in South Florida is a perfect fit in terms of where he'd like to play, but he's also a perfect fit in Mike McDaniel's offense. Miami did use its third round pick on Devin Eshane uh, from AM and re-signed Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr., but Cook would slide in comfortably ahead of all three on the depth chart. And I think for a team that's trying to make some noise in a very crowded at the top AFC East with the Bills and the Jets, it would make some sense. The Bills, where Cook's brother James currently uh, is atop the depth chart, might also make some sense. Both teams could probably rework Dalvin's uh, deal in some capacity with this $10.4 million salary. Um, a lot to take for either club. So Cook's still got... Uh, if healthy, and that's the big issue with him, he had 112 explosive rushes and 39 rushing yards over the past three seasons. That's the second most in the NFL. The key is how much of that was two years ago and three years ago. He doesn't look quite as explosive. He's still pretty good. And for a contending team, makes a lot of sense. In Washington, Andrew Norwell, the guard, the, the waiting for Norwell to get healthy enough to pass the physical. And when he does, they're going to release him. And that's going to clear about $4.38 million in cap space in 23. Between Norrell and Chase Ruyer, uh, they'll clear about $13 million by moving on from two veteran interior offensive linemen. The question then becomes how things shake out at center and left guard and uh, Eric Bieniemy's new offense. Um, Washington signed Nick Gates to a three-year, $16.5 million a year, um, year deal. And they drafted Arkansas's Ricky Stromberg at 97. And they drafted Sahid Charles and Sam Cosme uh, as well recently. So they've got their replacement on the roster, at least they feel they do. In uh, Las Vegas, Hunter Renfro. 
there's a lot of trade speculation that surrounded him. Um, it would clear six, almost $7 million in cap space with a trade now as opposed to $1.4 million had they moved from him earlier this offseason. So when you're saying, well, why haven't they released him? Why haven't they done anything? Well, you know, look at the difference in savings. It makes sense to do it now. He was paid $4.32 million roster bonus in March, which adds to the sunk cost for the team, but it'll make him more attractive to potential suitors. Um, many have, uh, have linked Renfro to the Saints. Uh, reunited with Derek Carr, but the Panthers, the Falcons, and others could factor in as well. He has two years and $19.11 million remaining on an extension from last offseason. It's not going to break the bank necessarily, but in as cheap as it may appear, given the poor wide receiver market this offseason, particularly with primarily slot receivers. He's dealt with some injuries at uh, career lows in 22. That Las Vegas signed Jacoby Myers to a three-year, $33 million deal. And he's more of a slot guy. So the signs are there. They also use, remember, the pick on uh, Cincinnati wide receiver Trey Tupper, who lines up in the slot about 90% of his times in college. So it's clear that they're planning to move on from Hunter Renfro one way or another. Over in Tennessee, Kevin Biner. Um they requested him to take a pay cut early in this offseason. He declined. Uh, considering the past two seasons, he's graded out well. I understand him declining. His nine interceptions since 21 ranked second. Um, he has a low missed tackle rate. He's one of the best among the safeties. He's entering age 30, still a really good player. The question is not whether he's a good player right now. He is. How long will he be a good player? Is it two, three, four years? How much does he have? at this current level where he's graded in what we call the blue grade area. How many more years of that? Do you feel that there's the potential slide? And even if it's a slide into the red grade area, what is that worth financially? Those are the decisions that you have to make. Rand Carthon, the new general manager may have to determine that the, whether that $14.1 million cap hit is too good to pass, or the savings, I should say, is too good to pass up. Uh, this could be more about competitive timeline and the club not syncing up. Prior to June 1st, that cap relief number via cut or trade was just $6 million. More than double that after June 1st. So, again, giving you an understanding why these moves are made pre and post, uh, again, I went over the the others that that were were released. The Dolphins with Jones and the Browns with Clowney and Johnson and the Cowboys with Zeke Elliott and the Cob, uh, the Commanders with Chase Royer and the Cardinals with J.J. Watt and Rodney Hudson Watt retiring and then uh, Brandon McManus. All that was savings for all of those teams. Um, that's kind of what the way people were looking at it, and it creates cap room and it allows you to maybe build your team also look at teams that have new gms like tennessee they want to put their stamp get younger build it and you don't want the older guy that's drawn a lot of salary but maybe not as productive so as good at binders is two-year 28.2 million dollar deal for a 30 year old safety it's gonna be tough for a new team to inherit so we're going to see, and right now he's not had any takers. We'll see if somebody's willing to bite on that. I think more people are going to be willing to maybe want to restructure and say maybe an incentive deal. Uh, but again, I, 
people will throw out. But he's Chris, he's great. You just said he graded out in the blue area, which is the top graded area for those that are members of LandryFootball.com. You know that. It's how NFL teams grade him. But how is he going to grade out in the next couple of years? At 30, the, the law of averages is how much will he regress? Will he regress? Those are things you got to ask. And what is that worth? Denver, Portland Sutton. Um, it has been a real challenge to get a team to take on Sutton's fully guaranteed $14 million salary. Um, Broncos may be more willing to bite the bullet now. They can spread the cap hit out over two seasons. Trading Hutton would clear, Sutton would clear $14.4 million, as opposed to just six point seven prior to June 1st. Um, and more importantly, we get his fully guaranteed salary off the book with an additional two million set to become guaranteed at 24, which he's not going to get that. Broncos traded up in this draft uh, to add Marvin Mims, who's certainly smaller than Sutton, but a phenomenal receiver at tracking the ball deep. He's averaged more than 20 yards perception a reception in the past two seasons. Sutton's production over the past two seasons, coming off that ACL, has been respectable. Um, not a lot of 6'4 wideouts with contested catch ability that he has. I think the Lions, I think the Giants, I think are interested, but I think they like the price a little bit better. So those are some names. Some other guys who, uh, you know, what could happen with the guys that are out there. DeAndre Hopkins. Right now the Browns are the only teams rumored to be in the sweepstakes for him. Uh, they realize the cap saving after June 1st. A reunion with Deshaun Watson is the reason. Um, Cleveland already traded a second-round pick for wide receiver Elijah Moore and used its third-round pick on rookie Cedric Tillman, but perhaps the team truly can go all in with Hopkins if they feel he's the answer. The other would be uh, Dalton Risner, outstanding guard. If the Washington wanted to add a bit more proven talent on the interior, Dalton Risner is a potential plug-and-play starter at left guard. The Raiders could make would make some sense with him, especially if they ultimately pull the trigger on the Hunter Renfro trade. You see, you save room. You you moving on from cheaper receivers that you like better, and you got room to maybe add and plug-and-play a guard that's much needed. Jacksonville could add the addition. They've got some question marks uh, at the options at left guard. So. A little bit of an idea. I hope that gives you an idea what the difference is pre and post June 1st, the difference in trading or cutting a guy and what it means in terms of your cap pre and post. And then it allows you maybe to clear up that uh, cap room and give you more cap room, which to go out and maybe pursue some guys or just to put that money, quote unquote, in the bank for future additions in the next offseason. So watch those guys with the big cap numbers. Watch the teams that maybe are what we call sellers or buyers in terms of building towards the future or win now. And which ones have new GMs that are more inclined to say, I want to do my own thing and go younger. All of those things factor in. A reminder, again, you can find out more details and get uh, even more information on this over at LandryFootball.com. Breaking down the game of football, players, teams, coaches, schemes, inside information. Um, we've got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer, the 12-month deal that we have. Uh, try it out for a month or six months, whatever is your pleasure. We've got it covered for you. 
over at LandryFootball.com. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network uh, on Apple, Spotify. That's free, and that'll make sure that you don't miss any of our football content. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. Have a great one, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time at LandryFootball.com and on the Landry Football Podcast Network. See you.